This episode of Project Random Podcast was recorded at Artrubika Studios, Lagos, Nigeria. This is Mina, and you are listening to the Project Random Podcast. Today, we're talking about the rape culture. This is the pandemic year 2020, and we are having a ball. And I say that very sarcastically because a lot has gone down. We have been through Kobe Bryant dying. We have had locusts. We have had killer bees, the COVID-19, which is obviously still running this is july and it's still running we have had quite a number of tragedies so we've had quite a number of things and to top it all off with frosting and whatever is the rape culture there's been a constant conversation around the rape culture since the pandemic started it's been going on for a long time but now it's just really 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 obvious so here today i'm going to have this conversation with shay and he's right here slightly waiting for me to introduce him shay are you here ah, yeah Hi, everybody. Name is Shay. Let's get this uh, topic cracking. It's been a wonderful long year so far. Yeah. And what else could go wrong? I mean, really, yeah? We've had so many things go wrong this year. So many things. Like, it's like one more thing. One more thing happens this year and you will just be like, oh, yeah, we're done. Oh, no, 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 no. I think... Let me not speak too soon because I was actually saying what else could go wrong this year. And then they said that their million bridge is going to be closed for six months. And I was like, you know what? Let me just hold my lips together. You know how they used to tell you to hold your lips when you were younger? Yeah, just let me just keep my lips shut because it can't get worse. Okay, so let's talk about the rape culture. Ah, the rape culture. Rape culture, rape culture. Rape culture, things are looking at it from a... For somebody like me that was raised abroad and coming back home to Nigeria, the rape culture is definitely one-sided here. When I say one-sided, the man is always generally in the right and the woman is in the wrong. I don't know how to say this, but abroad, if a woman accuses a man of rape, everybody goes, <gasps> about the man, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. They don't stop and ask what's her motive, you know? She has the full benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. It is on the man to clear his name. Mm-hmm. In Nigeria... It's the opposite. A man, a woman accuses a man of rape, even going to the police station to make the accusation, the first thing they're going to say is, well, what were you doing with him? Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, mm-hmm. you know get house. Mm-hmm. What did you think was going to happen it's like there's like an unwritten rule and this always amazes me there's an unwritten rule that if a woman spends the night in your house that she's basically giving you consent yeah and that's so hilarious to me it's funny yeah a while back we're having this same conversation I was in a whatsapp group and a couple of guys were talking about rape culture and well not rape culture in that sense but they were talking about how oh this girl is accusing the guy who she ended up in an apartment and he raped her or she claimed that he raped her and he was like "Ah, man that's why would anybody think that that was rape the fact that you've come to my house it means that 
you knew something was going to go down. That you cannot say you came to my house and not expect that you were going to get raped. Or not raped, but you're going to have sex. So you were prepared. Do you get? You cannot tell me that you did not know that that was going to go down. And, you know, it was a guy saying it. And he was like, man, any girl that comes to my house, she should better get ready. I've got some, I have the condoms ready for her. And, you know, a lot of girls were horrified. They were like, so if a girl visits you now, the first thing you're going to do is just hold her hands down and rape her. And he was like, no, like, obviously, you must have been having some conversations before then, yada, yada, yada. But if we're already talking like that, then obviously, we're going to have sex. There's no how you come and spend the night in my house and we'll not have sex. And it was still very puzzling because it's like, why do you feel like you have the right to touch me or have sex with me just because we had a moment or just because we like each other? Why do you feel like you have a right to my body? And it's not even just... It's not even just that situation. It's girls going clubbing and ending up in a random guy's house and the guy feels like, oh, yeah, it's my right, you know, or girls in a club and a guy is smacking her bum or grinding against her booty. You know, it's all these things that that feed the rape culture. It's not just, or it's a, a girl dressing a certain way and they're like, oh, yeah, I can touch her anyhow just because she's dressed in a certain way. Or a girl wearing pants and you're like, oh, yeah, so I can fill her up because I can see her booty and her booty looks nice and I can touch it. You know, it, all these things feed the rape culture. It, so it's not just the police. It's not just a thinking it's more like you got yourself into this situation by being by existing so i have the right to do what i want but anyways oh, as you there's were. another one you there's another scenario that's even much lighter than all of these mm-hmm. that you didn't mention mm-hmm. just a man giving a woman a ride anywhere a lift really yeah wow. i have the right to make a pass at you you entered my car yeah yeah so I'm basically going to spend the whole time trying to try my luck. But see, but see now here, there's a problem with this, and I've experienced the other side of this, mm-hmm. and I think I've spoke about this with you uh, privately. I guess because of my orientation, so I don't play with having my name associated anywhere. I don't care if I'm in the middle of something. Once I hear the word no, deactivate. You're, che- you're checking but out. Do you know that it's happened? It's happened to me. A couple of times where a woman will come over, mm-hmm. I'll try to initiate. She'll say, hey, I beg, I beg. And I'll just go and be in my corner. Oh, nothing nasty, nothing this and that. They're not interested. They're not interested. And then after leaving, I'll now hear down the line that... You should have tried harder. I'm not man enough. I should have tried harder. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. That's the thing that a lot of guys used to excuse their behavior. Like, if I hadn't touched you, you're not a man enough. Like, what what was the whole point of toasting me if you're not going to touch me when I go to your house? And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Do you understand? It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong for you to even use that as an excuse to abuse women on a daily. Let's even go back. It's not just women. My sexual assault experiences did not start when I was a woman. It started when I was a young girl. It started before I was 10, before I had boobs. Yes. So it has nothing to do with whether or not you are a girl or a woman or whatever. The fact that you are a female, it means a guy feels like he has the right to your body. I've had situations where a guy would touch me inappropriately. And it made me very self-conscious growing up. Very, very self-conscious about what I was wearing. I'm very 
voluptuous, right? So it gave me this sense of I had to be smaller than myself. Enter a room and I, I feel like I have to go into the corner and put my back against the wall so that nobody can see my, my butt or nobody can look too much at my chest. I go for meetings, I wear um, high neck tops so that nobody can look at my boobs, which, by the way, they still look at. These are the things that girls constantly have to do because they don't want to be objectified. Keep your conscience. Yeah. And then because I, I, want to be, I want to be in a scenario, like, if I'm going to accuse anybody of doing anything, yeah, I was all covered up, and this guy came up to me and touched me inappropriately. So I have a defense. If I was going somewhere, I have a defense. But I shouldn't need a defense. The fact that I am a person of my own right should be my defense not the fact that I'm dressed in a certain way or I'm somewhere I shouldn't be I mean I've almost been raped before and I will talk about that some other day maybe on another podcast because that's a long story that whole experience taught me about the whole wrong place right time kind of situation it was a date I'd been on a on a first date with this guy I already knew that I didn't want to date him I went on the first date with him. He was, he was inappropriate on the first date. He was touching me inappropriately. And I didn't like him. But I was like, uh, maybe it was just a me thing. Jika, because I am I can be that kind of person who doesn't... Like, you meet some people and you're like, first time you meet them, you're like, eh, I don't like this person. And I thought that was what was going through my mind because I was I was young then. So I was like, okay, yeah, so I'll, I'll go on another date. He calls me up, says, hey, let's go and have another lunch date. And I thought the other time was dinner, so he was inappropriate. So it's dinner. Dinner is the problem. <laughs> so lunch would be much better, right? And I get to his place. I'm supposed to pick him up and then we're supposed to go for lunch, right? Bottom line, I ended up at this place and I almost got raped. But if I had gotten raped and I reported to anyone, it would have been, how did you get there? Why did you drive there? Do you understand? It would have never have been... Exactly. I was dressed in corporate clothes. Why were you dressed the way you were dressed? You know, why did you report the situation the moment it happened? And because, you know, the moment it happened, I didn't even tell anyone for weeks until he started stalking me. So in his mind, he was like, I basically took food out of his mouth. He was pissed. And he stalked me weeks afterwards, calling me every day and insulting me and all that. Guys in Nigeria are born with the inherent belief that they own everything that they can see. Everything, everything that they can see and touch is theirs, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that the women are, are now the victims of this rights as well. If you raise children that believe that your body is your body, my body is my body, your thing is your thing, my thing is my thing. I do not go beyond my boundaries and you do not go beyond yours. And there's a there's a mutual respect. We'll have a better society. Well, when boys are raised with that belief that they own everything that they can see and touch, you end up raising guys who are entitled to female bodies. And it's not just wives. We're talking about girlfriends. We're talking about girls who meet in a club. They're talking about girls who are just walking past. We're talking about girls that they fancy who don't fancy them back. Do you get all this kind of thing. I mean, there are lots of situations where I've had guys follow me. Like, maybe on some level they think it's romantic, but it's really scary. You know, you're walking, you're running on an errand, and some guy who was standing on a corner doing something just starts following you. Follows you for 20 minutes till you get to your house. Do you know what that is? Do you know how scary that is? You're scared of even leaving your house at this point because every time you go out, you see the guy. Now he knows your house. Do you get? Mm -hmm. And it's not romantic. It's not. It's not romantic. It's very scary. 
scary. Or you're walking on the street and there are four guys walking in front of you. You now cross the road. They now cross the road to, to where you, to the side that you cross to. And you always have to make this conscious effort not to be seen as a woman. And some women do it and some women just like, oh, whatever, I'm going to shine the best I can shine. And so when something happens, they're like, eh, it's because she was shiny now. <laughs> do you understand? It's because she was too bright. It's because she was too pretty. It's because she was wearing this. Because her hair was like that. Do you get? But we're constantly having cases where girls are raped in schools, raped in churches, killed, raped and killed in churches. Little girls are passed around. 12-year-olds are passed around between men within is a, a particular market. It's not, it's not even, there's nothing that's right about this culture. Like I said, the difference in the societies between uh, here and abroad are so different. And I hold a certain set of people responsible, responsible for things being the way they are. And I'm not, I, let me not say hold them responsible, but I feel like they should have better taught, educated, and prepared. And I'm talking about the mothers and the aunts. Mm. Now, this community, when they were in their teens and in their early 20s, they went through all of this. Mm. They knew all the pitfalls. People were better behaved back then, you know? We, we as a society, as a culture, we carried ourselves much better. We had tradition, we had family values. Over time, the rise of the importance of money has overshadowed everything else. So it doesn't matter anymore where you got your money from. As long as you have money, mm -hmm. you have mouth. But I say this because men and women are raised at two different standards. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. women are basically raised to be married. If you're in secondary school or college, Nobody wants to hear about you having a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Or nobody is dating. They'll just say, face your book, face your book, face your book. All of a sudden, when the girl finishes NYSC, all of a sudden is, Where's so, your boyfriend? when are you getting married? Mm -hmm. Where was she supposed to, at which period was she supposed to learn the nuances of a relationship? Understanding yourself, understanding how much you can give to somebody, how, understand what you are willing to take from somebody. And that really disappoints me because we are so quick to cover up men and men's behavior as boys being boys. Mm -hmm. But girls cannot be girls in this country. And another thing that really blows my mind is women actually have a price in this country as opposed to uh, other countries. Now, I don't know if it's comes about as a result of, you know, some women, they probably go through some heartbreak where they actually give their heart out to a guy mm -hmm. and the guy just used it and threw it to one side and they're just like, okay, you know what? All these men want is just sex. I'm not going to be a fool. You know, you're not just going to use me and throw me to one side. So this is what I feel I'm worth. If you want my time and my attention, you need to be able to be financially capable. Mm -hmm. Look, abroad, you will never see it's hard to see a 60-year-old man with a 20-something-year-old or a 50-year-old or 40, you know, or 40-year-old. Really? Unless that man is, look, it is, this is not normal. It's normal here. It is not normal abroad. Most men here, they can carry all their money and go abroad and try and talk to all those girls you see them there. Maybe only the real real ones that know that, yes, I am a gold digger and I'm digging for gold wherever I can get it, will fall for it. Yeah, it's that bad. And I always laugh when I see it because now understand another angle too. A lot of guys, when they were growing up, the type of girls that they wanted to talk to, they were either weren't uh, handsome enough, didn't dress well enough, or have the kind of money to go after them. 
Mm-hmm. So you keep your head down, you go to school, you work hard, you graduate, you work hard, you move up the ladder. And what do you know? By the time you're in your 30s, you now have money to play and the world is now yours. You can pretty much pick and choose whichever woman you want to because financial compensation is the name of the game. So this and so many other things feed into this to this culture here where it's hard to believe a woman when she said, oh, let me not, let's not forget about another thing. I'm not just talking about rape. What about coercion? Mm. Coercion in the sense that, yeah. okay, yes, you need help with something. Okay, uh, come to my house. My bank platform isn't working. Just come to my house. I have money with me here. You're just using that as a means to an end. Or a woman spends the night in your house. You try to do something with her. She says no. And you say, well, fine. If you want to do something with me, leave my house right now. Yeah. We're talking two o'clock in the morning. Get I have, out. I have, I have. That's I have. not. Actually, I actually have a personal um, experience with something like that. A few years ago, a, a while back when I was still, you know, like in my clubbing years. <laughs> I call it my clubbing years because it was fun. Me and a couple of girls, we went out with a classmate. I don't remember the guy's name at the moment. We went out with this guy and we went clubbing. It was just me and I think five other girls. There was one particular girl he fancied and she decided... The five of us were all going to go clubbing because she didn't want to be alone with the guy. And we were like, um, we don't really want to club with you guys because that's, there's that whole safety thing, right? Because we want to know that we have a place to stay afterwards because, you know, wherever it is we're staying, it has to. we have to be able to get there. And the guy was like, don't worry, don't worry. I've, I've gotten hotel rooms for you guys. You guys are safe. You guys are fine. And because he was a classmate, we were all like, okay, five girls, one guy. What's he going to do, right? <laughs> wrong <laughs> and um and think about it the funniest thing looking back it was such a dangerous thing that i did but you know that's me and i'm not much of a drinker so i rarely drink that much so i never get drunk and and particularly because i know because i have to be kind of responsible for the other girls even though i have a lot of energy and all that but i, I just really drink as much these girls we were done with the clubbing and then we decided to go back meanwhile the girl that he really fancied was drunk like not like small drunk like drunk falling on her face drunk flat out drunk we literally had to carry her up the stairs to the room and from our understanding he made it seem like he had like three rooms or two rooms reserved for us and we got to the room and the room was like this massive was massive with a big king size bed and it was like oh we're all gonna share the bed Oh. Yeah, six of us were going to be on the bed. Or seven of us were going to be on the bed. I, don't, I can't remember how many we were. The girls got pissed and were like, why didn't you get more than one room? He was like, you can't get more than one room because all the rooms are taken. And the girls were like, nope, I don't believe you. And my friends went downstairs. Now, this girl was, like I said, flat out drunk. So she was on the bed. I was there. But he just shrugged when they were like I don't believe you and he was like go ask them downstairs and I think he thought they weren't gonna ask but they left the moment they left he ran to the bathroom and went to have his bath maybe he thought I was gonna follow the girls downstairs so he would have his bath then come and do whatever it is he wanted to do or lock the door and that would be it but I stayed behind because I obviously had to watch over the girl and she was kept on groaning like she was sick or whatever like she went to throw up so I was just like okay so I'm just gonna stay and take care of her you guys go and check if there's an extra room so they were gone for about 20 minutes and then they came back they're like oh there's a spare room we've all paid we've paid for the room and there's this thing that oh girls can't pay for their stuff so they all paid they paid for the room we got two rooms and they paid and they're like oh so Mina are you coming and I'm like okay let's carry 
this babe and let's go downstairs. Over there. Let's carry her to the next room while he was still in the bathroom. And the girl, as I tried to lift her off from the bed, this girl was heavy. I was much smaller then. This girl was so heavy, <laughs> like dead heavy. And we're trying to carry her. T- two girls were trying to carry her together. This girl refused to move. She did not even budge from the bed. It wasn't what was that. The guy doing? The guy was standing in the corner just watching us. He didn't, he obviously, he wasn't going to help us carry his victim out. <laughs> like, anyways. <laughs> so, that's how the girls gave up because we were all pissed and we were all tired. And we we're like, this babe, I don't know why she is, She's she got this drunk in the first place. I feel like she was drugged because none of us had that kind of reaction to anything. Maybe I had like one or two glasses of white wine or something and or champagne and the girl I don't know I was right beside her I don't think she drank that much in the first place for her to be that dead to the world I told them okay you know what you guys go to the room I'll stay here and they were like are you sure and I'm like don't worry I'm a light sleeper anything that happens I'm fine I'm good and they were like are you sure I said yes I'm fine I'm good and they left and I stayed with the girl put her in the middle of us I stayed on one end of the bed. The guy stayed on... Because it was a massive bed, right? And the guy stayed on one end of the bed. And in the night, he kept on... Because she was wearing jeans, right? So in the night, he kept on trying her jeans. In the moment he tries her jeans, I wake up like, what, 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 what? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And at some point, I put my arms around her. So I kept on interrupting his process. You know, because you know there's a process to this thing. It's not just wake up, wham, bam, and that's it. I'm such a light sleeper. Like, I can hear a door opening and I wake up, like, fully alert. Sirens wake me up. Car horns wake me up. Everything wakes me up. Like, dog barking wakes me up. That's how light I, I sleep. So, this guy moving around on the bed woke me up often. So, the moment he moves or gets too comfortable and... Like he's touching her boobs or whatever. I wake up like, wait, what's going on? What's going on? He quickly carries his hand away and we're like put it behind his back and, and I will now move her properly towards me. Do you get? So he kept on doing all kinds of things and trying to touch her inappropriately. But I can't, like, obviously I can't defend her physically. Do you get? Like, because there'll be some times where he would have succeeded and touched her without me doing anything or physically assaulted her without me doing anything or noticing. So the most that I could do was make sure that she didn't get raped or she didn't get... It didn't get worse. So that was what basically happened. Um, So all through the night for four or five hours, I kept waking up every 30 minutes to interrupt this guy. I don't think he slept. I don't think I slept either. And when the girl woke up, the girl woke up around seven. She was still groggy when she woke up at seven. And I actually had to help her downstairs. And she got to the room and she slept for another, I think she slept for another six or seven hours. Yeah, she left under six or seven hours. So I think she was drugged. And all her friends were like, why did I stay behind? And I'm like, because she's a girl and I know what it is to be vulnerable. Like, why did you guys leave? That's the question. I was going to even take the couch or something. But I was like, why? if I take the couch, I would never know if he was raping her. Because I wouldn't feel it. And, you know, ordinarily on a bed, once something is moving, you would know. If you are a light sleeper, you would know something was going on. So the most I could do was make sure that there was no actual rape, but he, obviously he must have touched her inappropriately. Like I said, there was nothing I could do about it. I put my arm around her at some point, but these are things that we do to protect ourselves. And that is one experience. Now, imagine if we 
didn't know. We didn't get an extra room. Well, we, we actually believed him that there were no extra rooms. He would have done worse. Do you understand? Because he would have probably taken the bed, right? Every other person would have probably would have tried to sleep on the floor or the couch and he'd have had a great time with her on the bed. But because it was just me, it kind of seemed ridiculous to say, oh, go sleep on the couch. I'll stay on the bed with a drunk, half-dead girl. Do you understand? So obviously I had to stay on the bed. And I was in my clothes. We were all in jeans. I was in jeans as well. Jeans and a t-shirt or a top or something. Obviously I was fired enough for him not to touch me. But, you know, I know that he definitely did stuff with her or try to do stuff with her. But what um, what's amazing to me is why did all the other girls leave feel so comfortable about yeah like I think to a team I think you that I think they were just tired I mean you're, you're coming back from clubbing around what two three right you're not just drunk but you're or slightly drunk or tipsy or whatever but you're irritated you want to get out of your makeup you want to get out of your clothes I mean I can understand it and they thought maybe she was pretending they thought she was pretending and she wanted to actually mm. stay there but I yes. saw uh, now we are getting to the now we are getting so to so that's the... what they thought before we left because I and the girl had a chat it was like I'm going clubbing with this guy I don't really like him I feel like he can be a little bit crass and he, he just he says he just wants to have sex with me and I don't want to have sex with him. But he goes, we should go clubbing. You know, that might change my mind. But I still don't want to have sex with him. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she was like, that's the reason why she wanted us to come along. Because she felt like she might drink too much or something might happen. And she didn't want a situation something would happen. So basically, those girls were supposed to be her protection. But you see, after we met up with the other girls, she didn't tell them these things. It was just me and this other friend that she told, right? And... Those other girls, obviously, maybe they didn't know that she didn't like the guy or maybe they didn't know that he would be inappropriate or whatever. But I feel like girls have come with different backgrounds. Some of them are already used to sexual assault. So they feel like it's a norm. It's normal, right? I'm coming from a protected background where even though sexual assault is like a norm and when I mean norm like I've seen it I've it's happened to me I feel like it's I know it's abnormal I don't take it in my stride I'm like yeah on to the next one no so for me if I could do anything to avoid it happening to somebody else I would and so I can't blame them for anything except for the fact that maybe they didn't know that she didn't want to have sex with him maybe they thought she was just pretending because at some point she she moaned and she was like well leave me I just want to sleep I want to sleep I want to sleep leave me alone I'm tired so maybe it was that also that irritation like oh we're trying to help you and you're not even like shifting do you get so they feel like she probably wants it so we're just gonna let it happen to her but I couldn't in my good conscience and my friend the other friend that um, knew that she didn't like this guy um, she was like um, Mina do you want to come and I was like I can't in good conscience leave her and there was no space for four girls for two girls if she stayed she would have had to sleep on the floor do you understand so it was one person had to stay and it was only one person that could stay do you understand so that was the way I looked at it I looked at it like okay so we all can't stay here but we all can't leave her either. So one person has said, I volunteered to stay because I'm the lightest sleeper and the rest, and I wasn't as, as drunk, one. And then two, I was absolutely certain that the rest would have let it happen or would have fallen asleep and it would have happened and nobody would have known anything happened. Do you understand? But I'm a light sleeper, so I knew 
that he was about to because he'd gone to have his bath he came in with shorts no shirt on and then he was just like okay I'm going to go and sleep now and then he got under the covers actually falling out with one of my close friends because of this a situation like this now imagine the same sort of scenario are you serious it's two of us guys this girl I know this girl is not with us you know and I'm trying to tell him like hey let's leave her somewhere to sleep he's talking about let's double team her I'm like dude we're 30 yeah. we're 30 how old are we what do you mean double oh lord it was ugly it was really ugly and so you didn't you didn't let him have his way and then he obviously had a problem with that yeah oh no not just that he reported me to our guys and they all chastised and I was just like oh yeah let me see and that's a problem that's also a problem because even when you want to do the right thing as a guy all the other guys don't have that mindset when I was in school there was this guy lord I hope nobody knows me okay so when I was in school there was this guy you know how you see somebody and you say I want to be your friend Mm -hmm. you know I mean this guy was clean cut every hair was in the right place Mm -hmm. glasses starched Mm -hmm. you know he just had been when he speaks he speaks with authority and the voice is just he also sang in the choir he was this and that he's basically a golden boy Mm -hmm. and it was at a time when I was looking into moving off campus do you know that uh, he convinced me that he has extra space of his house? I should come rent. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, no problem. So I took up a place in his house. And if I can tell you, I've never wanted one year's rent to expire so quickly in my life. Because, man, this guy, even though he had all the girls falling over him, you know, like, oh my God, this and that, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. He had a preference for girls under the age of 15. Kidding. It was so bad that he got one 13-year-old girl pregnant and the parents and he went, he disappeared from the house for weeks. And the parents of this girl were basically camping outside the house every single day hmm. to us, begging one of us, can we please help locate this guy? I one day I couldn't take it anymore. I went to talk to them like, what's the issue? They were like, look, we don't want any problem. We just want to do an abortion. I was like, okay, how much? They're like, we need 10,000. I gave them the 10,000 and they left, right? So he heard that they were no longer coming around. He comes back home. And I was like, did you really get... He was like, well, don't mind her, she's lying. I didn't do anything to her. I was like, <laughs> Can you believe that a couple months later, mm-hmm. they showed up with the baby saying that the abortion didn't work? I tried to drop it on his lap. You're kidding. I said, I had never wanted one year's rent to expire so, <laughs> so much in my life. It was a mess. I mean, as soon as I moved out of the house, I blocked this guy on every platform. Like, I never want to talk to you or see you in my life ever again. So did he take the baby or what happened to the baby? He rejected the child? No, the f- he rejected the child. The family family got involved, this and that. But I don't know. Last I heard, they were supposed to do a paternity test. I'm like, paternity test in this Nigeria. I'm out of here. I don't have anything to do with this. I don't even want my name associated with this. Mm. We condemn others when we find out bad things that they do. Mm-hmm. But we know we have those among us that we're willing to overlook such behaviors. Yeah, because they're friends and then we know. Yes. We're just like, oh yeah, it's just being him. It's just being a guy. It's just being mm-hmm. my guy. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Such is life. Okay, so we also want to talk about, like, I think that should even be like a completely different 
topic. <laughs> Fake accusations Which of one? rape. That should be like a completely different topic. What do you think? Like, I feel like it's too it's too extensive to talk about compared to the actual rape cases that come out. The false accusations are like maybe two percent. Of course, of course. Yeah. But you know, I like the energy that's been going about this year, where women they're not keeping it in anymore. They're not holding on to the things that tortured them, give them anxiety, give them flashbacks of because that damage. I don't even want to imagine. Maybe I'm like this because I seem to have a way of ending up in relationship with women who have been traumatized at one point or another. So mm-hmm. you have to be very delicate and very understanding with them. But a lot of women have been coming forward. Unfortunately, even amongst that, there's been this rash of fake accusations. Mm. And when there's a cause and it's being championed, even the social media community is standing behind it. There's always some people that will come and hijack it for their own personal gain, taken away from It's just almost like the Black Lives Matter thing. It's supposed to be about this. It's supposed to be about that. But then you had people in the beginning that were just using it as an excuse to go loot it. Mm-hmm. So now, anytime somebody wants to bring up Black Lives Matter, they say, oh, it's just a bunch of thugs. And you can't blame them for taking that stance because that's what they see. So this false accusation thing, especially with this story that just happened with a guy who basically committed suicide, it's not like he left a suicide note specifically saying, I am committing suicide because of. But yes, he had a situation where a girl, and it's not even a girl, that he had any dealings with. A girl who is basically a curator of rape accusers online Mm. said that some girl came to her to report him. She comes online, calls him out, Twitter turns on him. He tries to beg that, please, at least let me know who my accuser is so I can make this right with him. Mm -hmm. He says, no, you should know who you did what to. After putting out a message saying, I'm sorry if I ever offended anybody or did anything, it was never my intention, this and that, this and that. And next thing you hear, he's committed suicide. Couldn't handle it. Same thing with this Dr. Olu Fumilayo on Twitter. He's a very serious, he champions women's causes. And a woman he had in his house accused him of rape online, saying that she was going to take matters to the authorities. Mm-hmm. The guy gathered himself, came back with screenshots, chats. Everything. Yeah, I read it on, I read it on Twitter. What is, yeah, so basically what will happen is he and the girl will get drunk. They will have sex. She will now come and tell him the next day that she didn't want to have sex with him. And I'm like, okay, but hey, I don't know. I really I don't know anymore. And I feel like all these women don't understand the gravity of what they're doing because rape is such a serious thing. I mean, the thought of being almost raped, it sends me into a panic. I still have PTSD from my experience. Like, if I go to a guy's house, I sit by the door and I'm holding a sharp instrument. Like, yeah, that's how I am. I do not take it for granted. I do not take my safety for granted. Now, to hear that somebody who has never gone through something like that says that somebody raped her. Do you know what it is to be raped? The violation of your person. To feel helpless in that situation and not have any control on what is being done to you. And then you come out and say that when that is not what happened to you. That is the worst and you are the lowest type of scum there is. You are lower than scum you are the scummiest scum that ever lived because i do not understand how you can wake up and create a fictional 
incident and then accuse a person on Twitter based on that. If you have been raped and you file a complaint, I know you don't even do anything at all. It's still your prerogative. Nobody gets the right to ask you where you were, what you were doing, why didn't you come forward earlier, yada, yada, yada. All these fake accusations are taking advantage of the fact that now there's a whole lot of focus on rape and they're using it to kind of just get back at guys that did them wrong, guys that broke up with them before they were ready to break up with the guy, guys that didn't give them money after they had sex with the guy, the guy that um, gave them an unenjoyable sex experience. Those are not rape experiences, please. Ladies, you have to stop this thing. If you were coerced, that's a completely different thing. Say you were coerced. Say that I didn't want to have sex with him. I did grudgingly, right? That is the thing. Beware this nigger or this guy will coerce you to have sex with him. Say it out loud. Don't say you were raped. Please stop saying it. It's wrong because women are actually being violated. Do you believe that women can rape men? Oh yeah, definitely. I just want to ask you. Definitely. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it rape. I wouldn't call it. No, rape. it's rape what? because there are situations where women can force this situation. Look, for example, I read about this woman who mixed some Viagra in her boyfriend's food. Because they were dating for a long time and she kind of felt like he was going to break up with her. She already started hearing that he was talking to somebody else. So she was like, oh, I just want to come and get my stuff or I want to come and do something. And then she used that one to cook food for him. She puts... Um, a rape-based drug in his food, which made him sleep, and then gave him Viagra too in the same thing. I don't know how the drugs work. He had an erection. Alert. He had an erection at the same time he was dead to the world. So she used him, got pregnant. So when she got pregnant, she told him, I'm pregnant. And then he obviously dumped the girl he had something with and, you know, they, she, according to her, they are living happily ever after. And that is rape. Does that is rape. Know, does he know that that's what happened? No, no. It was an anonymous post. Yes. So rape could happen in different situations. I mean, you were saying that it can't be done, but there are guys that rape guys, do you know? It's not necessarily women raping men. Guys can be raped by men. Women can rape guys the same way guys rape women. Let me make you laugh. I had this wonderful woman I used to date many years ago and one thing was what made me run from her. Not break up, run from her. That Sorry. thing was a sex drive. It oh, was wow. way beyond my comprehension. I was almost at the point that I was willing to allow her to have like a side dude with my blessing. She could have entered an entanglement because Lord, no, 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 no. You won't kill me before my time. <laughs> I had to run from her. Oh. And the guy she's married to doesn't look too happy in their pictures. <laughs> Come on, come on, come on. Because now I know, yeah, anyway, that was off point. But I mean, all in all, everybody, let's just use our heads. Let's just use our heads. And do the right thing. And do the right thing. So no, no false accusations of rape. Please, guys, respect women. Your mom is a woman. Your sisters, they're women. Your wife is a woman. Please, I'm begging you. We do not want to walk into a room full of guys and feel scared. We don't. We don't like that existence. And even if all of you are all upright men, it's still scary. It is. So please, men, let's try to create... Normalize giving women 
safe spaces to exist. Yeah. But then at the same time, women stop turning these guys into mumus and mungus. How are they turning them to mumus and mungus, please? How? Okay. So, how do I say this? A woman that has no interest in you mm-hmm. has no problem collecting as much as she can from you. When I say collecting, I don't mean money. I mean your attention. Your uh, time. Maybe, uh, help with something, you know. And nothing is more annoying than when a woman says, Oh, you're so caring. Oh, you're so sweet. I love you like a brother. That's so nice. Mm, Jesus, the nail in the coffin. See <laughs> you But... You know it's all, it, but you know it's all part of the dating process. You know that. I'm not justifying it, but I'm just saying it's all part. You're not going to win every. I mean, you're not going to win every girl you ask out. And girls are starting to also realize this too. Not every guy you like is gonna like you back. Not every guy you have but sex with is gonna wanna be. be with that's what you. caused this guy's um, suicide. Yeah. I think we all need to be more mature about our entanglements. We're not going mm. to always get what we want. And there's nothing wrong with not getting what you want. Because what you want may not even be good for you. So, yeah. Let's move on. If it, if a thing isn't working for you, move on. Move on and forget about it. So we're nearing the end of the podcast. It's been lovely having this chat with you, Shay. I know I brought this on as an impromptu thing, but I'm really thankful that you took the time to to do this podcast with me. What's it been? One year, two years in the making? (laughs) Indeed, yeah. Because I went on a break, a very long break. But thank you very much for having this podcast with me. You can follow us on social media. The handle is at DAP project random so that you can send us an email if you have any stories or anything you'd like to share or any topics you think i should talk about yeah you can send us an email project random podcast at gmail.com the handle again for all social media handles is da project random and this is mina and shay signing out hi thank you for having me (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) bye everyone